Well, hello and welcome to another week of Soap Secrets. Um, joining me today is Victoria Wilson and Claire Ruck. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, Hannah. Hi there. Right, okay, so um, we've had the big Christmas thing. We've done all of that. Uh, 2021 has got to be better, let's be honest, in every single way. But can it be better in Soapland? Because let's be honest, 2020 was pretty good. Um, Holby, Victoria, so... Um, the net's tightening around Kian, isn't it? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So we've seen um, surgeon Kian Madani battle with his um, drug addiction in recent weeks. You know, he's been trying to go cold turkey, but he's just finding that the pull of um, his addiction is just too strong. Um, this week, as hard as he might be trying to keep it a secret, it looks like he's about to be exposed. Um, so if we go back a bit, obviously Jack Naylor... Uh, vowed to sort of stand by her friend, colleague and lover, learning he'd once battled an addiction to painkillers, but she's unaware and she's been unaware all this time that he is still hiding a serious drug habit. Um, so this week, Kian, played by the lovely Ramin Karimloo, um, is rattled when um, acting CEO Max McGarry orders a hospital-wide drugs test. Um, she's she's received sort of some intel from somewhere, so she she wants to, uh, you know, just do a little sweep of the staff to see what's going on. Uh, Jack wants uh, Kian to complete the test as soon um, as possible, given his quote history, um, and desperate to appear desperate to appear drug free. Um, quick thinking, Kian uses the urine sample of a patient, uh, Stacy, an athlete, as his own. Um, his plan backfires, though, when he discovers Stacy has been taking performance-enhancing drugs, which he knows will show up in her sample that's now already on its way to the lab. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bad choice. He goes into full-on panic mode. It's all very dramatic. He goes into panic mode thinking, oh, my God, like, this this was what I chose to get me out of hell, and it's it's going to you know close the door on me um so he fears he's about to be rumbled um but he is relieved when the test comes back clear spoiler alert um and jack jack apologizes for ever doubting him um however that i guess the day's events make kian realize that he's tired of kind of lying and sneaking around so he later on he goes to see jack in her office and that's where he confesses that he is still an addict I mean, Jack's furious. She she hates Kian for putting her in such an awkward position, one that obviously could threaten her career. And and she does vow to sort of expose him to Max. Um, but Kian kind of appeals to her softer side, and she does have one, believe me, um, and, and admits to Jack that he can't fight his addiction alone, and, and he kind of tells her again that he loves her. Um, so that's, that's sort of a sweet moment between those two. Well, I suppose he's kind of trying to get the help, I guess. I mean, I suppose that's the point, is that, you know, yeah. if someone reaches out... Yeah. I hate that phrase, but if someone reaches out, you, yeah, you absolutely. do want to well, help, Well, he, he will say reaches out because he's uh, Canadian, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> See, yeah. I'm getting in um, with the lingo. But, so there's a, quite a tender moment with them. I mean... I've, it's a weird one with Jack because I think she actually really has found someone she wants to be with. You know, shock horror. It's so rare. Um, mm. The question is... But there's yeah, just a little bump well, in the road. There, yeah, there always is. It, you know, it's Holby. But I guess the question is now, will, will Jack decide to stick by Keon and help him kick his habit for good? And also, um, 
Cameron's up to uh, the old tricks again, isn't he? Oh, yes. Another week, and it looks like scheming medic Cameron Dunn has a new nemesis in the shape of nervous junior Dr Skylar Bryce. Um, Cameron's giving Skylar a hard time on the ward. They've, they've sort of... It's weird. They've sort of given him this sort of power big mistake with these three new junior doctors, and there's someone need treating, and, and Skylar kind of steps up to the plate. Hard time on the ward, but he somewhat softens when he discovers that she's the stepdaughter of the board's Mr Townsend. Hmm, funny that. Anyway, um, Skylar goes to great lengths to diagnose this patient, Harvey, who's displaying unusual symptoms, oh. but Cameron wants mm. him off the ward. Skylar's adamant, though. She's like, oh, it's, it's, he's got a, this is a weird condition I'm dealing with. And she, obviously, a junior doctor, she's desperate to prove herself and she wants to diagnose him. Anyway, so she does make a breakthrough diagnosis, and when she does, Cameron tells her to, you know, give, oh, oh okay, right, well, give him antibiotics and I'll write it up later. Uh, events take a dramatic turn, though, when Harvey's condition worsens and it transpires he is actually allergic to the drug Skylar gave him. Um, as Harvey rapidly deteriorates, Skylar insists she was only doing what she was told. Uh, but Cameron flatly denies ever giving her, uh, ever telling her to um, give Harvey the antibiotics. Um, so there they are at the end, kind of both in front of um, Max McGarry and uh, Hanson, trying to explain, both trying to explain themselves. Um, Who will they believe? Yeah, That's the question. Exactly that, yeah. Mm. Wow, it's all kicking off. 2021 is looking very good for Holby. Thanks, Victoria, no for joining us You're today. Welcome. Right, Claire. Hi, Hannah. Shall we move on to another hospital arena and talk about casualty? Because casualty obviously hasn't been back for long um, and is already kind of hitting the ground running. It is. So last week's episode was so emotional and um, I couldn't give it away because obviously I didn't want to support spoil the drama but receptionist the emergency department receptionist Noel died from Covid yeah I mean they almost they had to cover it in some way and they have done a pretty good job of it hasn't it but it just just yeah I mean it just brings it all home Yes, it does. I mean, so, so you know, in, in that episode, you saw him complaining a bit about um, he didn't have any, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, he didn't have any of that plastic um, between him and, and, and the general public. So he was kind of open to the elements, shall we say. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's really, really hard. The staff, when we come into, into this episode, were really still struggling with his death. But time has moved on. And, and I know when, when, when our lovely listeners are listening to this now, of course, we're all back in lockdown. But, um, but, this, but this particular casualty, we're out of lockdown. So it's moved on a bit from, from the first episode. And um, it's really, really an emotional episode for Faith and Lev um, because Faith finally discovers the truth about her husband. Um, so th throughout lockdown, you know, um, Faith had stayed at home to look after mm. her and Lev's children. Now, Luca had been fighting a brain tumour and had been in chemo. So we, we already knew that. That, that, was, that, was, that was all last year's storyline. And obviously, you know, um, as, as someone that was in chemo, he was really, really um, vulnerable to COVID. And obviously, Lev, as a paramedic on the front line, uh, he was he was he was sort of in in harm's way, I suppose, as you, you could say. You know, he was he 
was he could he was he was there fighting COVID every day. So, so as a family yeah. um, and to, to keep his children safe, he took the decision. And lots of I know lots of people on the front lines did this, and people who had. Um, who, who had people who were shielding? They took the decision to to live separately from their families, which is a which is um, which is a which is a difficult decision to make. And I think, you know, you're so worried, you don't want to give your loved ones COVID, and and so he decided, you know, he they, he needed to fight on the front line, but he needed to, to be away from his family to do that. So we're out of lockdown now in casualty, and this is the first time he returns home. So it's all happiness. They've done a big welcome home daddy party and all of this. So it's it's really nice. But, but Faith confronts Lev about Dylan's assertion that um, he saw Lev kissing another man. And, of course, we all know that Lev is conflicted in his sexuality and has been having an affair. But this is the first time faith finds out so is he going to admit it or i suppose at this sort of early stages of moving back in and i mean what do you th- what's i mean it's going to run and run the story isn't it it is um so so yes so there is a dramatic emotional meeting where he does uh, he does in the end admit that he kissed kissed this other man Oh my goodness! I don't know how you'd. Well, any kind of affair is just hard, isn't it? Yeah, just awful, especially in the situation they've been in, where they've been sort of a separate, estranged, you know, because of circumstance. Oh, yeah, awful. But a massive again, like a massive storyline for Casualty to come come back with. I know they haven't just come back, but you know what I mean. Like they're sort of fresh back at it, and it's a really. Yeah, they, they they like to sort of tread in areas where others haven't trod before, I think, and it's you know it's brave. It's yes, good. It, it is. It is because we all know, you know, as casualty fans, that Dylan Dylan's got the hot. I mean, serious hots for Faith. I mean, he's in love with her. So so you know, it I, suits him to tell her the truth, right? <laughs> yes, I, it, it does a bit, but I think also he doesn't want her to get hurt. Yeah, of course, because he actually Dylan's genuinely a complicated cares. character. He's a great doctor, but. He's, let's just call him complicated. Um, you know, if there's a if there's a woman you're not meant to fall in love with, Dylan will find her. Yeah. And you know, so he's one of those ones that always have sort of like a, um, like a, a love life that you just go, no, <laughs> what's going on? Sort it out. Why you, yeah. Why can't you just pick Miss Nice and available and has no no issues attached? But no, that's not some Dylan, can't so, do you know. that, can they? In, in just in the world no. over. Oh my goodness! And it's all kicking off in EastEnders because obviously. Obviously, we couldn't well, we couldn't talk about it, could we? In the in in the last no. episode, but um, Gray, I mean, could I he know. stoop any lower? He can't. So, uh, um, you know, like I did bring Gray up about um about three weeks ago because I was th- I was really really interested. You know, he's been laying low. You know, we saw him kill his wife Chantel uh, in that shocking shocking episode, um, and then over Christmas, Christmas between Christmas and New Year, he murdered Tina. <laughs> goodness me he really wants to make sure that he goes to prison doesn't he yeah so you know I you you could have knocked me over with a feather I was just I sat there watching that episode with my mouth open yeah it, it was, was it was just, such a it, shock wasn't it such a huge shock it was it was and I think well done to East Dense for keeping that hidden um so that so that um so that the fans enjoyed the drama you know, it's difficult to, you know, because it was a murder, so I'm just going to use the drama of the episode. Um, so so now Grey has killed twice, Hannah. Yeah, twice. twice he's killed Chantelle and He's Tina. now a serial um, killer. 
yes. They have so many in the square, don't they? They really do. You just don't want to live in these places. I mean, they must no. They must be peaking. They must be like this spike just in Woolford, just in that area. No. So Grey killed Tina because she had worked out that he killed his wife, Chantelle. Um, Tina had been spending a lot of time with Grey because obviously she was his lawyer when uh, the police uh, accused her of being... Ian's attacker. Now we know Grey is devious, and um, he, and because she had been spending so much time with him, she'd worked out that actually he was a bit of a bully. And in fact, she had actually asked Whitney, who who still has stars in her eyes about about Grey, and um, whether she saw this side to him. So Grey had already been sort of been sort of primed that Tina didn't think that well of him um and um and she then works out shockingly that um he has uh, he has been lying to her that the police no longer um have enough evidence to go to go forward um with their investigations about her attacking Ian and uh, there's a massive confrontation between Tina and Grey it was really shocking it was amazing um it was an amazing piece of piece of drama and um sadly um tina didn't make it and gray gray made his second killing obviously shirley can't find a sister now she's not turned up to the hearing because of course tina's been accused of attacking ian and so she's running around talking to gray i mean and and shirley's not a stupid woman is she and she's pretty hard as nails actually you know you kind of can't help thinking where where's this going to end is it one of those things yeah, yeah. that you just can't once you well, you know once you start you you can't stop because you just keep killing to cover up the last one and that's you know awful so Gray's really got himself in deep here Hannah you know because he's lying about everything so actually um you know so Tina was picked up and they did think she was involved but actually the the um the investigation moved on but um he didn't tell tina that that um that she was no longer the main suspect in this and um and uh so this is this is why she believed him and she she was going to go on the run and she was really frightened about everything um because he had kept all this information away from her um and um so so because he killed her now he has her phone he has her phone so shirley keeps harping on to Gray about where is Tina so you know Gray's using her phone to to email her sister so or sorry text her sister so um so so Shirley thinks that Tina's alive of course when we know she's mm. not um but you know so you've got a Gray spiraling and Shirley you know what Shirley's like she's great but she's nipping at his heels where's Tina where's Tina where's Gonna Tina say, she'll be she'll be on this won't she yeah. and you can't help but think she might be the next uh... yeah next victim mm, because yeah. he is a man on the edge and you know he's already snapped twice it's not going to take much for him to snap a third time perhaps no it won't it won't oh my goodness me happy days happy <laughs> days in the square um are there happier days in Corey, I'm not sure there is because, of course, um, there's more drama, isn't there, in, in the street? Which we, we're still in the street, fortunately, at the moment. Yes. Um, surrounding Ray this week, there it is. So we all saw Ray being really predatory towards Faye. Faye's lovely, um, and she's been working as his manager, and she's kind of she's got a nice kind of relationship with Craig. It's you know, it, 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 it's it's it, it's it's nice. Craig's a bit shy, you know, um, and Faye's Faye is very vulnerable. So about six weeks ago, um, we saw we saw 
Faye, Faye was invited to the hotel where um, Ray was staying, and he was really, really predatory towards her. And he he's, he had done all he had done this to Abby and to a couple of the other girls as well, other women in the street. Um, he invited her to his hotel room on the pretense of work, but then of course um, he gives her, she goes into the hotel room and he gave her a drink and he pressurised her into having sex, which she didn't particularly want, um, and she felt she felt awful and unhappy and a, a bit solid by it all um and then and then in mid-december of course he he attempted to rape her in the bistro and she was only saved by her brother gary so um so he's he's really and not only is he trying to you know Horrible demolish human the, being. yeah demolish the street but yes he's this sexual predator um and you know and he's a man of a certain age and you know, Faye is she is of age, but she's she's still very very young, um, and um, he's 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 really he's he's really being really unpleasant and and it's a really horrible storyline. But of course, she thinks, oh my goodness, I'm pregnant, and she takes a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. Um, is she it's pregnant? It is, isn't it? It is. Is Can't it? Bear it? Yeah. And um, and then so this week also. Um, uh, you know her dad sees her spinning out of control tim and uh, she confesses she confesses she confesses all to her dad tim um all the how is he going to react how yeah. is he going to react is this going to be is this going to be finally the end of of what's been going on well we'll have to wait and see hannah um we do know that um gary took the rap for because it was Faye, Faye that attacked adam in the bistro um because she she was so upset with what ray had done to her she went in to confront him saw adam sitting there thought it was ray and hit him over the head um and and gary i, I know we talk about gary being a bad boy but actually here he's been really he's been the really caring big brother and he's taken the rap for he sort of looks after his own a bit doesn't he, he gary? Does, yes. i mean that's the thing he's a lovable rogue Yes, yes. So he's in prison currently for the attack on, um, or, or yeah, for the attack on Adam. Um, and Tim finds out the ugly truth. What will he do? Mm. Well, I can only imagine. And there's going to be more drama, <laughs> <laughs> which is just what we love. <laughs> wow, what a storyline. Um, Emma Dale. So uh, Debbie Dingle's back. Yes, yes. Isn't that amazing? Mm, she she went off, I think, about a year ago. <laughs> Yeah, um, but she but she's Al's secret lover. Yes, I know. You didn't see that one coming, did you? No, I really didn't. No, Flirty Al. So Flirty Al went up to um, to Scotland, um, and um, he broke he broke down in his car, and of course Debbie was up up in Scotland looking after um, Lisa's garage, and there are there is only one car mechanic in Scotland. That was Debbie Dingle. So um, she fixed his car. So that's where they met. Um, so, um, <laughs> but she thinks she's the she thinks she's exclusive with yeah. him, but actually she's the other woman. I she mean, is. honestly, honestly, um, and it, it sort of all kicks off a bit, doesn't it? Because Debbie has a lot to say about her mum, Charity, because and the way she's been looking after Sarah. Yes, yes. So, so um, this is this is Debbie coming back. We all know that Charlie Webb went off on mat leave. That's why she she was out for over a year, and obviously the pandemic delayed her return a bit. So, um, so, so this is why Debbie Dingle's back this week, and it's it's great to have Debbie back. But yeah, so she left her daughter Sarah with her mum Charity, and you would think that Charity would be looking after her granddaughter and her own 
son Noah well, um, mm. but um, you know she 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 was engaged to Vanessa, but that that all broke down, and she's really been in a in a bit of a tiz about it and she's been drinking heavily and doesn't really much care about anything and and poor poor sarah's been lonely and she's so she's started taking drugs and he's been hanging out with bad boy danny again um mm. and and so when her mother finally meets up with her daughter she finds her she finds her on something and half dressed so mm. there's a lot to say to charity debbie has much to say I can imagine Char- charity sort of she's like a pendulum isn't she sort of yes. swings from one bad thing to another um and then we've got sort of Harriet um really messing up with Dawn's son Lucas haven't we yes um this is really I th- messing up I think this is really sad because Dawn Dawn is really turning her life around and she was so pleased to get her son back from social services and and she'd been a really 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 good mother and then Harriet messes up. Um, you know, we we know Harriet Harriet's in a bit is in a bit of a mess over over the Malone murder, and um, and also Will her her, her ex partner they're not together um, has been flirting with Kim, and she's got a bit of the green eyed monster about her, Hannah, mm. and uh, <laughs> so she she gets drunk. And um, she temporarily loses Lucas when she's picking up from school, which is not the thing to do. Um, and um, uh, no, no, that doesn't go down well with most people, does it? Really? No, <laughs> not at all. And with social services in, in, in involved, will Dawn's precious son be taken back into care? Oh gosh, what a storyline! Probably uh, for for safe for his safety. Yes, yeah. may may well be. Um. Okay, last but definitely not least, never least, <laughs> Hollyoaks. Um, I can't believe it. No, neither could Edward, I. Edward, your very, very favourite has gone. I, I mean, honestly, I mean, everyone's going to miss not only Edward as viewers, but of course, you know, Hollyoaks going to miss Joe McGann, you know, as a person because played such a brilliant part. And I know that you were you absolutely adored this role, didn't yeah, I you? I did. And just I just didn't see it coming. No. I mean, it should. It, I mean, it, it's something that had to happen. It couldn't carry on forever. But evil Edward is dead. Yes, yes. Yes, so Hannah, the Christmas episode of Hollyoaks was absolutely fabulous. We saw Diane finally getting free from her coma. Um, uh, so Edward was planning to take Diane away to some Scottish island and he took her out of the hospital. And to do so, he had to get rid of some, some of this sedative and she managed to break free. And then, of course, we saw Edward poison a uh, a mince pie that he was going to um, kill his son Tony with but in a quirk of fate the mince pies got mixed up and Edward ingested his own poison it was it was amazing and he died playing his cello absolutely fabulous I you know I really thought that Edward would stick around because you know Joe McGann plays him so well and I thought he was such a you know such a great great addition to the cast um it's not unheard of Claire though for people to come back no (laughs) maybe your Christmas wish will come next year in the form of a return yes yes But of course, you know, like uh, that wasn't the only kind of shock at Christmas. And, um, you know, so um, we, we had John Paul and PC George having a bit of a do at Chris uh, in New Year. Yeah. Um, and they managed to um, get on, go to, 
go on holiday after to get away from the events um, of, of New Year and um, something we can only dream of these yeah, days. Yes, <laughs> I know. I know these are very. I think these were um, these were filmed obviously way before all this this latest yeah. has. All this debacle. debacle, yeah, has uh, you know, has hit us all. So, um, yeah, so they managed to get on holiday. Um, but um, you know, Jean Paul, um, you know, PC PC George, PC George Kiss is is well, he's very handsome. Let's say um, Hannah and um, you know, Jean Paul is is sort of madly in love with him. Um, but um, George is ex-dean returns to the village and this gives Jean-Paul really you know some cause for concern you know he's a bit worried you know obviously he feel you know he's probably me- measuring himself up to dean and all of this but as events unfold is George the man Jean-Paul really thought he was oh no He's going to do something, isn't he? Don't tell me there's another death. Can't, can't, can't. There's lots of death in January already, frankly. We do not need this in the soap world. If nothing else, there's a lovely lot of eye candy for us. Thank you very much, Hollyoaks. <laughs> well, another uh, another amazing week in soap world. Um, absolutely brilliant. I, I, I really can only hope that they can continue to keep producing, um, given the kind of current situation and where we're all at. But... Um, as always it kind of remains to be said please all stay safe thanks for listening and we will absolutely be consistent and be back next week for you 